Good morning and welcome to the Lunchtime Show here in Cam Glen Radio on 107.9 FM with me, Derek McCutcheon. I'm with you through till one o'clock today. On a busy show, I have Sarah McQuaid coming in later. She's going to chat about her music but also play live for us here in the studio. And also last week I popped down to the Clyde Cycle Park and spoke to Carol Thompson and some of the staff and pupils from James Aiden Primary to see what's all going on down there. So that's coming up later in the show. Kicked off there with Jesse Way and that was big in again. Now, Sid Oslid, he's a friend of the show and helped us out during uh, the lockdown times and COVID. And that, he's a comedian and told us some of his jokes. But he's, uh, it looks as though he's done it too late, right enough. He's got a Eurovision song entry, Sid Oslid, the monks and the, the Euro singers. I guess he's just been a bit late and then on that. But here it is, this is Big Love Nana song. Halfway from Stonelaw to Bankhead and across the southeast of Glasgow. This is Cam Glen Radio 107.9 FM.
That was his latest flame there with Loves in the Neighbourhood. And I'm playing that for Remy Coyle. Remy's got a show here, The Clamp Down, on a Saturday between 3 and 5. And if you enjoyed that, you should be tuning in to Remy Coyle's show. Here's the too late, and this is Just Don't Tell Me. Smoke a cigarette in the rain Trying to figure out what to say Talking to myself again, 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 again and again Still not clear of the mess we're in Too embarrassed to ask again Are we lovers or are we friends? We friends, we friends, we friends, we're not friends But if you're messing around Can you keep that to yourself? Cause I'm so in I just can't again
the latest there from Harry Styles and that was Satellite. Here's the reinforcements and this is Opportunist. When does your simple day start again? With a smile on a crooked grin Wandering down the streets you used to roam Taking something from another home But wandering is all I ever do Grins in the sentence that can't catch you So everything is gonna stay again Is it a way that we've been killing
That's uh, reinforcements there from Edinburgh. They're a rock band based in Edinburgh, and that was their single released uh, last month. I think it was the 7th of April. Coming up right after this, we'll have Art Kid and his new single, We Were Small. Radio is an amazing medium. It can inspire, entertain, inform, and connect people. This station, Cam Glen Radio, is run by a dedicated, passionate, and committed team of volunteers, and you can be one of those volunteers too. It doesn't matter if you're an experienced broadcaster or if you've never set foot in a studio in your life. We provide all the training and support that you need to do what you want to do. And it's a great way of making new social connections, learning new skills, expanding on your CV and just having loads of fun. So to find out more about volunteering with Cam Glen Radio, just email volunteering at healthynhappy.org.uk.
Arkid was in recently and played live with us here in the studio, and that's his new single, We Were Small. Now, our featured artists this week and next week here in Cam Glen Radio are the Primevals, and they've got a new album out on the 12th of May. It's The Dividing Line, and uh, it's available to pre-order now. Various formats, including some coloured vinyl as well, so you should check that out. I guess you need to go onto their socials, and I definitely know it's on the, the website, theprimevals.com. And we're playing various tracks from the album. Here's one for you. This is the Prime Evils and this is Drop.
the primevals there. In fact, that, that track was called the, the Drop, but that's off the new album, The Divine Line, which is out next week. And gigs-wise, well, you can catch the primevals, supported by the Reverse Cowgirls, which will be pretty cool, at uh, the Rum Shack, and that's on Friday the 23rd of June. And they're also playing at the Harbour Arts Centre, and that's in Irvine, and that's on the 30th of June. So there are a couple of gigs as well, but they're a bit further away. Here is, well, it's time for this. Cam Glen Radio, community announcements. So South Lanarkshire Youth, Family and Learning Services are continuing to run their adult literacy and numeracy classes which are accredited by the SQA. If you feel to need, you need to boost your skills, you can call 01698 452154 or you can email slcboost at glow.sch.uk and as always, I'd advise you best to, to Google it in the adult literacy and numeracy classes for South Lanarkshire and you'll find it there. U-Turn uh, Peer is a peer education service offering accredited courses, skills and expertise while learning about the dangers of drugs and alcohol and you can get more involved in your local community. Courses run across South Lanarkshire. To find out more about courses, call 0141 353 1800. I'll repeat that, 0141 353 1800. Or you can email U-Turn at the or again, find U-Turn on social media. Finally, everyone experiences bereavement at some stage in their life, whether it's the death of a parent, a loved one, a friend or child. The experience often means that our lives will never be the same again. Cruise Scotland can provide support to help overcome the grief and emotions that follow. If you or anyone you know needs support, then they can be called on 0808. 802-6161 I'll repeat that, that's 0808-802-6161 and that's Cruise Scotland Bereavement Support If you have an event or activity happening in Campus Lang or Rutherglen, let us know Email whatson at camglenradio.org And for more events in your community, visit camglenradio.org slash local Talking to yourself in the bathroom Losing your mind in the mirror like you have to Screaming in your car, in the driveway Spinning out, think your life's going sideways One broken glass and two total collapse Just know this too shall pass I'm telling you now, telling you now
That was Niall Horan there with Meltdown. Now, last Wednesday, I popped down to the, the Clyde Cycle Park and spoke to Carol Thompson down there and uh, the school that we're in as well and Miss McCormack from the James Aiton Primary and some of the pupils and oh, just to find out what's all happening down there. So, here it is. Derek McCutcheon on Cam Glen Radio. Oh, here at Clyde Cycle Park. Can you tell me what is Clyde Cycle Park? So here at Clyde Cycle Park, we've got a 250-metre skills loop. Um, it's six metres wide, built to British cycling specifications, um, and it just provides an off-road circuit, a safe off-road circuit for people to cycle on, to do other activities as well, but we're focusing on cycling. We've got lots of bikes here for people to use as well. A lot of people say that they don't cycle because they don't want to go on the roads. You don't have to go on the roads. We've got a safe off-road circuit here, and people can come and get comfortable and get confident on the bike. Uh, we've got lots of bike skill sessions on just now for adults and children. Uh, we've had people with different additional support needs come down as well, and it just helps people build their confidence on the bikes. To get also, you don't need to go uh, on the road here because you can go out the gates and onto the the cycle path and across the river, and you've got cycle path both ways, which you can go into Glasgow or head up towards uh, Carmyle and towards Newton. And how did the park come about? Clyde Cycle Park has been going for a number of years. There was a group of people who saw the potential in the site here, that it's not suitable for building houses on, and it's an unused bit of ground. So to make it, they saw the opportunity to create a safe cycling space, uh, an off-road circuit that um, eventually when it's finished, it's going to have over two kilometres of a safe cycling area and um, that people will be able to come and use and just to help people get into cycling to continue cycling we'll be able to hold competitions and races here Um, there'll be a lot that can be done as well future plans we hope to have a pavilion built as well offer more facilities and just enabling everyone to get cycling and to enjoy cycling and i know you recently took up your role cara what, what is your role here then I'm the project coordinator and looking to get more activities happening here, um, engaging with different groups uh, just to get people down here, getting them on bikes and getting them active and having fun on bikes. And how is the project funded? Uh, Yara Charity, is that correct? So, yeah, we are a charity. Um, A lot of the building, the construction works has been uh, funded with the Vacant and Derelict Land Fund. Um, and Sports Scotland as well and we've had funding from Pass for All, the Lottery Awards Fund and some local businesses as well. We have a Wednesday afternoon session with the local school which has been funded by Dixon's, uh, Dixon's Chemist um, which has enabled the students to come along and get up to level one uh, bikeability and then we're hoping to take that further as well. Now, I, I guess it's a work in progress and you mentioned some development that's going to happen so, so what actually do you have here at the moment? 
So currently we've got the 250 metre skills loop and we've got a fleet of bikes which people can come and use. The further developments, uh, so that's all phase one uh, and phase two, phase two has been held up uh, slightly but uh, phase two is just underway, we've had more groundworks and then it's about to start on the groundwork for the tarmac for the two kilometres of track. Phase three will be the pavilion and car park just down off uh, Dale Avenue. We had some activities running in the Easter holidays which were funded by Scottish Cycling. We had adults and children come along, different needs as well. We had Scottish Bike Trials along, we had Dr Bike along for people to bring their own bikes to get fixed and get serviced. We're hoping to do some more lead rides um, and social rides and we've got a wee survey on Facebook just now just that people can engage with to let us know what they want from the site and um, when they're available for, for rides as well. Uh, we're going to have some more changes to the compound here as well and we've got some funding from Patterson's Quarries to make some more changes and that'll be happening in the next few weeks as well. There's quite a number of people there that you mentioned, so service users then, who, who's this facility for? It's Clyde Cycle Park is for everyone. We've got a lot of groups have been have shown interest in the last year and in my role I'm trying now to engage with those groups, find out when they want to come down, how many people they're bringing and what they want to do. So we've had uh, some of the local schools, so James Ayton School and a few of the local high schools. We've had South Lanarkshire Leisure looking to come in. We've had Canvas Lang Universal Connections groups coming in and we've had quite a few other groups um, contacting us and we're just looking to to see when we can get them in and what uh, what days they're available to come in. Now, you mentioned a lot of activity, a lot of activity to come as well, so where's the socials? Where do we find out the information that people will be looking for? We've got information on our social media pages, so we're on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Information on our website as well. Another thing is that we are looking for new board members and trustees. We would like to get some more younger people, women, people from different backgrounds on the board as well, and local parents, people from the community. So if people are interested in seeing what we're doing, seeing how the project progresses, um, even if you've got environmental concerns, come and make sure that we're following uh, what we said we would do, and come and get involved, make sure that the provisions are going to be there for families and people people with different needs as well get in touch with us people can come and have a small informal chat as well and if anyone wants to come down and chat to us we've got activities happening regularly on the next couple of Saturdays every second Saturday but you can also just arrange uh, get in touch with us and arrange for an informal chat as well and volunteering opportunities you kind of touched on them and sponsorship opportunities I guess somebody could sponsor a session down here quite readily Yep, we're already growing our volunteer pool and we've got up to five volunteers already and we will be looking for more volunteers. You don't have to have cycling experience, it's just about getting people involved and people who are keen to come and get involved um, with the communities as well. So if anyone is interested in volunteering, do just uh, get in touch with us either through the website or our social media pages. And if you're interested in bringing a group down for cycling, get in touch with us. If you're a local business and want to sponsor a session as well, please get in touch with us because there'll be lots of groups out there who will be looking to engage with us um, and we're just looking to get more people cycling. Can you tell me who you are and what you're doing here today with the kids? Yep, so I'm Miss McCormick and I'm a premise teacher from James Eight in primary school. And we're just down to the Clyde Valley Park because we're doing bikeability. And are the kids all cyclists or is this encouraging them to get out cycling? How does it work for them? So it's a mixability group that I have. So some of the kids don't 
haven't ridden a bike before or some of the kids do regularly ride the bike um, I've had a couple of people who have been absolutely terrified to go on it so coming down here just built their confidence really really well um, and now they're out there to cycling so it's been really really good to build their confidence to be honest and would they have any other access to cycling if it wasn't for this facility which is quite new not really at our school um, maybe like out with um, their in their own family sort of thing but not really in our school kind of time so it's a great great link to have and what kind of activity are they doing today then what's happening so today they are doing um, bikeability sorry in level one so they're going around the track and then the other group are doing designing the um, logos for these containers so carol's going to get the local graffiti artist to come in and decorate the container for them and is there something to get excited to do, I guess, getting out of the classroom is always great for them? Yep, they absolutely love it. They, um, they look forward to it every single week. They're always saying how fun it is and how it's good to get active. Um, so it is a really, really good way to get them outside and in, into the fresh air and just learning another skill that they can use again and again. And how often do you expect to get down here? Well, this is um, for a five-week block, so um, I'm hoping that they, it will encourage them to do it on their time off like at the weekends with our families and stuff so um, I think this is the fourth week now that we've been here so we've got one week left. Can you tell me your names? Ty, Brody. And what school are you from? James Eaton Primary. James Eaton Primary. And what are you doing down here today? We're going on bikes. And what are you learning new skills or are you cyclists already? Um, we've been cycling before but they're teaching us new skills. Yeah. And safety. Right, and do you have bikes at home? Yes, yes. And But you still enjoy coming down here? I, I guess they've supplied bikes, have they? Yes, yeah. yeah. How much do you cycle at home? Do you think this is going to encourage you to cycle more? Definitely, yes. And and what about travelling then? Would you would you travel to school by bike? Is the facilities available? Or how are the roads? Would you do that kind of thing? Um, I travelled to school today on my bike. Right. Um, it was... And I need, I'm going to stop biking more um, because this has made me realise to bike more. Yeah, and and there is some new cycle paths and that roundabout campus and obviously having a facility like this, local, and the fact that you can come here for school is pretty good, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. What kind of bikes have you got? I've got a mountain bike. Right. Uh, I've got. Uh, I think I've got a mountain bike as well. Do you like doing off-road stuff? Then is that the kind of thing you would get into as well? Yeah. Yeah. Right, well, enjoy the rest of the day and I'll be catch you down here again sometime. Thank you. Can you tell me your names, please? Leah. Kayla. And what are you doing down here today? We're learning how to ride bikes. New skills. And you're, you're doing something else at the moment. Tell me what you're doing right now. I see your clipboards there. We're drawing, like, about the bike ability and an artist is going to come and put it on a bike shed. Uh, so we're sketching loads of pictures in and one of them will be chose to put on one of these bike sheds. What ideas have you got there? Um, the forest. We drew like a forest part and just like flowers and the bike shed. And do you cycle much? Yeah, I really enjoy cycling. Yeah, it's really good for your health and it's really fun as well. And do you think this facility being here nice next to Canvas Lang is going to help you cycle more? Yeah, it's really helped because since I've been here, I've been out my bike more often. Yeah, I, yeah, being here is special because it's hard for me to cycle where I live because there's loads of roads and really busy, so it's better to come here and cycle then. And you have your own bikes? I know they supply bikes down here. 
Um, we use the supply bikes down here, but we ha- I have one in my house. Yeah, I have one at my house as well, but it's good to try new bikes as well. And how long have you been cycling? You know. Well, in here, like a few weeks, but in real life, like a few years. That's as it well. Um, maybe here for a few weeks, but uh, maybe I started about three, four years ago. Can you tell me your names? Uh, Maya, Paul. And what are you doing down here today? Um, cycling. We were drawing pictures of what we liked at the cycle park. And what were your ideas then for your pictures? I know it's to make a logo and they might get painted here on the cabins, but what were your ideas? Well, I was thinking that like we could draw bikes going into like the forest over there, mm-hmm. so we could see if there's if so, we could get like a bike down there. Uh, I was thinking to draw a bike and like the path, and inside says like Clyde Valley Cycle Park, and I wrote bikeability. So. And how much do you cycle? If you're not here, obviously, do you cycle much at home? I cycle sometimes at home. Uh, when I'm out with my friends, I like to go on my bike. And is it safe where you stay? Yeah, yes. Right. And what are you learning here on the bike today? How to be safe and like control yourself on the bike. Have you had your chance at cycling yet? Is that coming up Not next? Not yet. And how many times have you been down here? Three. Right, and it's part of a, a series of events, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Bicycle!
Circuit to Spring Hall, Eastfield to Spittle, and across the southeast of Glasgow. This is Cam Glen Radio for the community.
of course, that was Nirvana there with Smells Like Teen Spirit. You're listening to Lunchtime Show here in Cam Glen Radio, 102.9 FM. Um, just coming up after the, the lunchtime news, we should have Sarah McQuaid in playing live for us in the studio here. I'm going to have a chat with her as well. So yeah, take us up to the news. Here's the modern kind, and this is Blow. That was a modern kind there with blow. Now, there's no news today, but I can give you a weather report. 
Now, obviously, the first part of my report normally comes from the fact that I take the dog out for a walk in the morning, so it was very nice when I was out this morning walking the dog up in the home hills park. But having a look just now, the temperature is 15 degrees. There's a low of 10 degrees today and a high of 17. There's a slight chance of light rain in the next hour, and it's mostly cloudy. But it was nice when I was out earlier on. Here is Bob... Here is Kelly Clarkson, and this is mine. You know I question every motive, everything you say Thought with you maybe my heart wasn't meant to break Can't believe I let you in, I can't believe I stay As long as I stay, yeah I hope one day someone will take your heart and hold it tight Make you feel like you're invincible deep inside And right when you think that it's perfect They cross the line and steal your shine Like you did mine Go ahead and pray Every step I take I'm losing hope and love And I've lost all in faith Yeah, for a dreamer I just close my eyes And it's all blank I have you to thank, yeah I hope one day someone Will take your heart and hold it tight Make you feel like you're invincible Deep inside And right when you think that you'll try again They cross the line And steal your shine Like you did That was Kelly Clarkson there with mine. Now I'm pleased to welcome Sarah McQuaid to Cam Glad. Welcome, Sarah. Thank you so much, Derek. It's lovely to be here. And we, I had a look. We've, we've probably been playing your music since 2018, and we've finally got the chance to do this. So you're in. You're going to play live for us today as well. Yeah, yeah. Looking forward.
And you're in the midst of a tour. I am indeed. Yeah, yeah. so it's good that we've been able to fit this in. So tell us a bit about yourself then. When did you first pick up a guitar? Uh, I think I think when I was around seven or eight, probably. Um, my first instrument was piano, and um, because my mother played both guitar and piano, and and some of my earliest memories are of her, you know, sitting in the room next to mine when I was going to bed when I was tiny, and just listening to her playing guitar and singing. So um, I think uh, I started piano when I was around four or five years old, and then as soon as I was big enough to hold a guitar, started noodling around on the guitar. <laughs> mm. And what about songwriting then? When did you start songwriting? I actually started songwriting really early as well. I wrote some truly terrible songs when I was around eight or nine years old. I still have them. No one else is, will ever get a look at them. No. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're shoved in an envelope in, in a chest of drawers at home. Because uh, I, I, I was able to, um, I learned to read and write music quite early because I sang in a children's choir in Chicago where I mm. grew up. Um, the Chicago Children's Choir, which was quite um, quite a high-powered choir. Like, we'd, we, you know, we'd, we'd uh, go on tours for kind of 10 days at a time all around the USA and very hectic tour schedule. But we got a lot of music theory training as well and, you know, voice lessons and so on as part of that. And, and so that was really handy. So, you know, I started, um, I started writing out my own little bits of songs. And then when I got to be in secondary school, I started getting up and, and playing songs that I'd yeah. written in school assemblies. <laughs> and where are you based now, Sarah? You mentioned she brought up in Chicago. So where are you based now? I'm based now in Cornwall, would you believe? Yeah. I, I, I was born in Spain, which is where my father was from. I grew up in Chicago, which is where my mother was from. And then I moved to Ireland, which is where my husband is from and where my children were born. And then after living in Ireland for 13 years, my husband and myself and our two kids moved to Cornwall. So there you go. And we'll, we'll talk about your tour, but do, do you try and... Obviously, you do this kind of UTA tour, but she's in the midst of just now. Do, do you try and do that every year? I know COVID has been an impact on everything that we do, but... It was terrible with COVID, but this is the first year that I've finally been able to get back to a normal tour schedule, which for mm. me is... Um, the year started out with... Uh, I did a, 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 just a few weeks in Ireland, and then I went over to continental Europe for the first time since COVID for five weeks, which was fantastic, um, in Holland and Germany and Denmark. Mm. And now this is a five-week uh, or four-and-a-half-week UK tour, um, including Scotland, which is great. And um, then the next – I got a couple of festivals over this summer, and then I'm going to be doing – finally getting back to the USA on tour for the first time since COVID – in September and October, I'll be heading over there for eight weeks and then coming back and doing one final UK tour for another four weeks in November. And that is normal touring for me um, yeah. for the first time since 2019, which is fantastic. And we'll, we'll get you to do something, uh, perform for us live just shortly. But the final thing I was going to ask you at this point was influences. Then. What's your own musical influences? You know, when you were young, what was the music that was about? Oh, wildly eclectic. I mean, my mother had a great record collection, you know, from everything from, you know, Bach to Ella Fitzgerald to old Smithsonian folkways records of obscure folk singers um, and, you know, people like, and then as well, not so obscure folk singers, people like Joan Baez and Jean Ritchie and so on. And the Beatles. She had tons of Beatles records, mm. which was a great songwriting education. My gosh, what great songwriters they were. And then as I got older, I got into Joni Mitchell and Nick Drake and all those people, but I still listen to just a really, really, really wide 
variety of music, including Nirvana, who you were playing earlier. It yeah. was great. I was bopping my hair around <laughs> in the studio. No photographs, sadly. And, and I guess you have picked up, I mean, obviously, uh, you've, you mentioned various countries that have an influence on you, and you've picked up influences from them as well, I guess. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, my albums, the, the, the early albums kind of trace a pathway in a way, because um, the first album that I made when I was still living in Ireland was mostly traditional Irish material. Mm. Um, and then I, uh, then well, after my mother died, I kind of made an album dedicated to her that was kind of focused on the American folk music that she loved. And then I moved to England and got really into um, Elizabethan music for a while, and the third album kind of focused on that. And then for the fourth album, I went back to the States and recorded with my cousin Adam producing, and he's an indie rock musician, bit mm. bit like, <laughs> uh, more more closer to Nirvana than to Joan yeah. Baez, you know, and uh, so he played electric guitar on it and all that, and then I had an album produced by Michael Chapman, who was also a great influence, and then um, my my newest album is a live album recording in St. Burian Church in, in West Cornwall, where mm. I live, so... Uh, you know, you can kind of, um, yeah, you can kind of trace yeah. the pathway over yeah. the albums. Right, uh, what's the first thing you're going to do for us live then? I thought I'd start because it's because it's the morning. <laughs> I've just come out of. Uh, I thought I'd warm up my voice with a little a cappella song that I wrote. It's called "Sweetness and Pain." Right, just whenever you're ready, then, Sarah. The sweetness of the berry. Doesn't take away the pain Of the briar when it stabs you in the hand But the power of your craving For the fruit among the thorns Is driving you to risk another chance Sweet and pain, summer sun and autumn rain. The bramble does not seek to harm, it merely seeks to live. It injures without malice or intention. There's no question of forgiveness. No apology, no pardon For minor wounds too numerous to mention Sweetness and pain Winter winds return again Sharp black thorns concealed and smoothed by softly falling snow Drops of blood like bright red flowers This hurt will pass Just let it go Sweetness and pain Shake it off and start again. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you so much, Dan. Yeah, lovely that was. Now, what's that one about then? Tell us what that one's about. I don't know. <laughs> it's. I was just thinking about um, brambles, 
because we've got a lot of them in 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 our garden. Something has started flashing wildly. In here. Yeah, it's a phone. We'll let wow, somebody okay. else get it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. I was thinking about brambles and, and and you know that that kind of neutrality of brambles. The you know how they they're they're, they're very painful, but they're not. They're not setting out deliberately to hurt you. They're, they just happen to hurt you by accident just while they're going about their business. And I thought, you know, that happens a lot with people too, doesn't it? People don't mean yeah. to hurt you. They just kind of do it by accident. And all they're trying to do is get on with their own lives. And they have no idea that they're causing you pain. Tell me about your songwriting then. Do you know, how, how do you do it? I, I, I guess... Um, I'm, I don't want to say you're a bit older, but uh, you know the youngsters. You know it's all electronic and on their phones and voice notes and stuff like that, and they're recording stuff all the time. How do you do your own songwriting? I have to tell you, a lot of <laughs> a lot of the time I'm on my phone and making voice notes, and you know because it's the way I remember things. Because yeah. I'm getting ideas for songs all the time, and an idea for song for a song it could be a phrase, it could be a concept, it could be. Um, I, I could actually start writing down some lyrics, so I do all that in the in the note. I've got a I've got a file, a folder in my notes yeah. on my phone called song ideas. And then as well, I can sometimes use the voice memos to note down musical ideas because sometimes a song just starts with a little mm. guitar riff. You know, I just start noodling about on the guitar and I think, ooh, I could develop that into a song. And are you doing that all the time, or do you yeah. set aside time for songwriting and and sit in a darkened room somewhere and get it down, or how do you do it? The way it's worked lately is I'm getting ideas for songs. All all the time but I'm so busy with the touring and everything like that that I rarely get a chance to actually sit down and flesh out uh, a song into a finished song but what happened what happened actually with my fourth album and it worked so well that I've kind of continued the process um, when I made that fourth album I was I was so busy touring and everything that I'd actually booked the studio time before I'd finished a single song but I had tons of song ideas and so I blocked out like you know four weeks just to work on songwriting and nothing else. And I found that what I got be through that, as I worked through all my different song ideas that I'd been accumulating over the previous few years and started developing them into songs, I found that the songs kind of answered each other. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, each song was written in relation uh -huh. to the songs that I'd already written. And what that gave me was an album that really worked as an album and had kind of a, a, a progression to it and a development and there were sort of, you know, kind of the quieter songs and then there were the more kind of high energy songs and it was a whole kind of trajectory. And what I wound up doing actually after I'd recorded that album, the first year I was out touring it, I just performed the entire album live yeah. as the first half of every gig because I liked the way it worked so much. So when I came to make subsequent albums, I kind of continued that. And so I've almost been kind of deliberately not finishing songs. Sometimes I mean, I've got one set of lyrics written on the phone that's a complete set of lyrics, but I, I've resisted the urge to sit down and start putting a melody to it because I want to do that when I'm ready um, yeah. uh, to, with, with a bunch of other songs and, 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 and just put a whole suite of songs together. We mentioned COVID, but how do how did you cope with all that? So some people that I've spoken to, it was a quite a productive time and and stuff that had maybe been sitting and wasn't touched. They they would manage to you know pull out the the closet and and work on it. Uh, but then other people, it was just a terrible time for creativity. How was it for yourself? It was a terrible time for creativity for me. And I've heard a lot of other musicians, um, songwriters, um, say this that when you couldn't get out and perform, the urge to write songs just fled. 
I, I, ju- I didn't get a single song written during, or even have any ideas for songs mm. during COVID. It, it, it was an awful depressing time not being able to get out and perform with other people. I, I realized through that how dependent I am on people, other people yeah. and audiences and response. And, and if you feel like you're performing into a vacuum, and I'm sorry, but the, the, the streaming online, that just felt to me like performing into a vacuum without yeah. real flesh and blood human beings in the room with me. I just couldn't do it. Um, yeah, I supported a lot yeah. of things during that time, but it was it was tough sometimes. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of stuff to do with Wi-Fi and stuff like that as well when you're watching some of these online yeah. uh, concerts and that as well, you know, so there's nothing like being in the same room no, there as isn't. a performer. No, it's just so lovely to be able to get out and do it. I mean, I did make use of the time. I got an, a very useful Arts Council grant um, to do some more music theory and composition study, and that was really useful, actually. So... You know, I feel like I did make use of the time in a productive way, um, but it wasn't it wasn't songwriting. It was, you know, I just I didn't start getting ideas for songs again until I got out on the road again after lockdown ended. Now, we're a community radio station here and we do a lot of community engagement work as well. And you mentioned that you do some yourself. Yeah, yeah, I do workshops, um, guitar workshops, and I've done uh, songwriting workshops as well in everything from like secondary schools to uh, music schools, festivals, um, songwriting camps. Um, oh, there is a great place. Uh, there's a great place down. Um, uh, I can't remember what county it's in. Called Hallsway Manor, Somerset. That's where it is. Uh, where they do these residential um, weeks. So I did a guitar week there, teaching guitar because I play. I play in a in a alternative tuning called Dadgad. D A D G A D. And um, so I give workshops in that tuning sometimes. And uh, yeah, it's, it's really nice to be able to do kind of out, out, outreach stuff and Q&A. I did, I did some um, uh, workshops at the University of Limerick when I was over in Ireland earlier this year with the uh, songwriting students there talking not only about songwriting, but also about guitar playing and also about just music business, booking gigs and touring and everything. Because I... You know, I, 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 I'm not on a record label or anything. I've got to yeah. put out my own albums and promote them and get them out to media and radio people and book my own gigs and everything like that. And it's it's hard work. It, it is a very much a full-time job. And having had a look at your tour, you hit the places that other people don't hit, you know, when you're going out and about. Where were you last night? Last night, I was at an amazing little gig. Um, there's a fella called John Weatherby, who's he's kind of a legend in sound engineering, actually. He's toured with all sorts of bands, including Four Men and a Dog. And he, he lives down in Lead Hills, which is yeah. uh, this old uh, lead mining area, um, where there's a hotel called the Hope Toon Arms. And it's apparently the highest residential hotel in Scotland, so says the sign outside. And... Uh, so it, so he's been running a series of little gigs there. He calls them almost a house, almost a house concert because it yeah. is almost a house concert. It's a it's a small little room, very intimate, and uh, but it's it's a lovely warm atmosphere. So that was fantastic. The night before that, I was in a village hall. The night before that, I was in a museum, <laughs> and the night before that, I th- I, I was uh, oh another village hall, and before that, an art center. You know, so I perform in all kinds of different venues, and that's that's kind of what makes it fun to get that variety. Yeah, was that a late night last night? Have you got a sore head this morning? 
I haven't got a sore head, but I've got a bit of a scratchy throat just from all the singing. <laughs> it's, it's five gigs on the trot, so I, I usually, but, but I'm all right. I'm all right for singing this morning, which is good. But uh, yeah, normally I always book myself at least one night off and preferably two after I've done five gigs on the trot because my voice just needs a break after yeah. all that. But we'll not push it too much, but yeah, you are going to sing in our couple of songs for us. So what, what are you going to do for us next? Yeah, I'd love to. Um, I always think that it's good to to do cover songs sometimes when you are a songwriter. I think that's another part of songwriting is every now and again to try and uh, get your head into another songwriter's head and see what you can bring to their song that's kind of new and different. So I've recorded at least one cover song on all of my albums, and uh, this is one of them. It was written by... Would you like me to go ahead and do it now? I realise I'm starting yeah, to Yeah, no, no, it's <laughs> no, it's not. It's fine. It's nice to chat as well, yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, so... Yeah, um, so, yeah, this song, it was written uh, by Ewan McCall, actually, uh, mm. a compatriot of yours, and um, he wrote it for Peggy Seeger, um, but it's been recorded by all sorts of people, uh, including Roberta Flack and me as well, and it's called The First Time Ever I Saw Your Face. Yeah, there you go with that.
Thank you once more, Sarah. That was lovely. We all know that one, of course, don't we? <laughs> yeah, beautiful song. Now, midst of a tour, so what's left in the tour? Uh, well, I've got a bunch more dates in Scotland. I'm, I'm heading to Caradale near Campbelltown um, on, on Thursday for, for another Village Hall show. And then I've got a big, long trip. Fortunately, I don't do the driving. My wonderful sound engineer and manager, Martin Stansbury, does the driving. And uh, we're, we're headed to the next gig after that is that way up in Gartley in Aberdeenshire for, mm. for uh, a lovely gig I've done a couple of times before called the Tin Hut Sessions. It's in a tin hut, as okay. you might imagine. And um, then after that, I'm in a, a community center in Drumnadrocket. And then I'm up in Cromarty for the first time in ages. I was last there um, years and years and years ago, so I'm looking forward to getting back there again. And then Aberdeen, and then Irvine, and then after that I go back um, down south to Yorkshire, <laughs> to uh, Saltburn-by-the-Sea, and after that I'm in Hebden Bridge, and then over in the northeast somewhere, and then I had Oh, Burton and Lonsdale, that's it. And then I head way down south to Cambridgeshire and Kent for the end of the tour. Right. So uh, all over the place, but it's going to be fun. And off the beaten tracks, I guess you're getting to see some lovely parts of the country as well. Ah, beautiful. Today was gorgeous, gorgeous. I mean, yesterday would have been gorgeous if it, gorgeous if it wasn't um, fog and rain. Yeah, I think <laughs> there was sure some we lightning last night as well. Yeah, but, um, but today was beautiful. When we woke up this morning, we saw the whole view that we missed out on seeing uh, yesterday up, up there around Lead Hills. It's gorgeous. And then gorgeous drive um yeah through through lanarkshire and then uh, up to here and and tomorrow sh or not tomorrow day after tomorrow should be a beautiful drive too when we're heading over to uh, kintyre that should be lovely and any plans for recording getting in a studio anything yeah my next big project i, I want to build a home studio because i'm tired of going into studios yeah. and um you know paying and and then being limited on time and everything like that and um, so I, I, I've got this huge garage, which is a, a, a wreck. It's 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 there's rain pouring in through the ceiling and and down the walls as well with damp and everything like that. But I'm going to do I have an idea. I'm going to do a, a crowdfunder because I did one for the last album and it was quite successful. So I'm going to do a crowdfunder to 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 get my garage tanked and the roof fixed and make it into a proper uh, home studio because it's a perfect space for it if I could only get it uh, watertight and airtight yeah. <laughs> yeah if you had a home studio I mean when I speak to musicians that do have the home studio or they do the element of recording at home you've, you've got that flexibility you know if you go and book studio time there's a cost and you know there's probably the time scales are tight for things as well and, and that probably influences your creativity but if you've got all the time in the world in your own studio I, I guess you can be more creative and Produce yeah. a product that's more to your liking, I guess. Exactly, and I had an idea as well because I, I have a Patreon page as well, where you know people donate to help support me and keep me on the road. and And I've been trying to do these teaching videos for the for my patrons, um, but it's really hard to try and do it, you know, in the house with with you know no soundproofing and 
you know, having to tell my kids to keep quiet and all that kind of thing. So um, I thought, yeah, if I could get that studio set up, I could do some teaching videos in there as well, which would be really fantastic. Now you're going to do one more song for us. What have we got? Yeah, um, it's kind of a, a special song for me. It's it's a it's another quiet one. I do I do do some more kind of upbeat songs as well in my in my live concerts. But uh, for this time of the day, I thought I'd keep it kind of easygoing. And this is a song that I wrote a long, long time ago when my kids were small, and I used to find that the best time to practice my guitar was just sitting outside their room, and I'd kind of noodle away. And, um, and wait for them to go to sleep, you know, and kind of kill two birds with one stone by getting in my guitar practice and also keeping the kids company while they were going to sleep. And then one evening, this thing happened to me, which I guess happens to a lot of people at some point in their lives, where I opened my mouth, and out of it came the voice of my mother. So, <laughs> so I, thought that, uh, I thought I'd better write a song about it. And what's the song called then, Sarah? It's called The Last Song. Right. <laughs> so, so the last song of your set is the last song. Oh, thank you. And before I do it, can I mention my website just in case? Yeah, yeah. Well, well I guess to, to give us all your socials because we've oh, something fantastic. I like to do. Thank you. Um, thanks a million, Derek. Well, the website is sarahmcquaid.com, and that's S-A-R-A-H-M-C-Q-U-A-I-D.com. And I'm, yeah, I'm on all the Instagram and, and Facebook and uh, Twitter and everything like that. I'm on Spotify and iTunes and all the rest. So um, do look me up if you get a chance. And all the links to all of those things are on my website, um, as are loads of live videos and everything like that. So thanks so much, Derek. Yeah, no problem at all. It's great that we're able to do this. Yeah, and thanks to Michael, your your colleague, your engineer Yeah, as the sound well engineer. Yeah, he's her. a star. Yeah, he's lovely. Thank right, you so I'll much. I'll leave you to it.
Sarah, thank you very much. And thanks to Martin as well. I know the, the effort that goes into uh, 
getting people in to play live for us. You know, we do appreciate it here as well at Gamblin. And good luck with all the, the rest of the tour and everything else that you're up to this year as well. Oh, thank you so much. Derek. And when you're passing again, you know where we are. Oh, I'd love to come back. Thanks a million. And pop in and get a photograph before we go. Oh, I will. Right. Here is Inkfields, and this is the third side of the coin. Why? Wow. 
Lunchtime on Cam Glen Radio. That was the rotations there with The World Is Getting Fatter. And if you like that, that's the kind of stuff that I play in my show on a Monday night in Rebellious Jukebox. Here is Kings and Queens, and this is Stay, uh, stay For Tomorrow with Kings and Queens. So you say I'm a sinner Well, what does I make? Yeah, come on, sell a little show with that 
Caskin to Camus Lang, from Rutherglen to Halfway, and across the south east of Glasgow. This is Camlin Radio 107.9 FM. Your voice, your music, your station.
That was the undersea there with the lion's share. Some time for me to go, got another chance for another couple of tracks. Anyway, I hope you caught Sarah playing a live session there, which was pretty cool. Here's Ed Sheeran, his new track, This Is Eyes Closed. I know it's a bad idea, but how can I help myself? Been inside for most this year. And I thought a few drinks, they might help It's been a while, my dear Dealing with the cards life dealt I'm still holding back these tears When my friends are somewhere else I pictured this year a little bit different When it hit February A step in the bar, it hit me so hard How can it be this heavy? Every song reminds me you're gone And I feel the lump form in my throat Cause I'm here alone Just dancing with my eyes closed
station on Cam Glen Radio, keeping you connected to Rutherglen and Cambus Lang. Too much, too young.